How are you feeling after getting the vaccine? Pretty good, actually. Um, I know people were like, oh, the second one's the worst one. I've just had the first one. Same. My whole arm ached from like my elbow to my shoulder for a whole day. It felt like someone had punched me like 55 times, just up and down <laughs> my arm. like. <laughs> That's what people were saying. And then I was like, no, this feels like someone hit me with a sledgehammer. <laughs> like, Shit. not just punched. It's brutal. But then, yeah, I felt... felt Felt fine. I'm not looking forward to the second one, though. Which brand did you get? Pfizer. Yeah, same. But I hear that people who had more arm soreness have a less a reaction to the second shot. Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah. So Matt's arm wasn't hurting at all. So I'm anticipating oh, no. him just being a whiny baby for like a week, <laughs> which every time he gets sick. <laughs> well, the worst thing was the lady said, oh, you can't take any like Tylenol or ibuprofen for three days after. And then the day after I got the shot, I started my period. <laughs> and I have the Great. most horrendous cramps. And they always come at like two o'clock in the morning. So normally I just like pop a couple of Advil before I go to sleep. And then that, that kind of does me all the way through the night. But for the last three days, I've been waking up at like 1am with like <sighs> gut stabbing cramps. I'm like, God damn it, vaccine. Why are you doing this to me? That <laughs> sucks. Ugh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then after I get the second one, we have our uh, an in-person training to kind of prep us for going back to school in person, which they want to do after uh, spring break. Uh -huh. So I'm like, oh God, I hope I don't have really bad side effects because that's going to be miserable as shit. Yeah, our second shot is scheduled for the first day of spring break. Oh, and yeah. I also signed up to teach basically like a fast summer school over spring break. So I am foolish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money and it's two weeks, two hours a day. I so mean, yeah. it's like you seven get two grand. weeks for spring break. Fuck off. Well, yeah, we start in July. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is actually nice because the hottest time of the year we get air conditioning in our classrooms. So, oh, that's very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 49. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, the first one I have today, I have a lot of relationship stuff today. Good. Cool. I'm ready to help. We've been asshole heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These last couple of weeks. So, a lot of relationship advice. And I feel like this one is a problem, not exactly the situation, but a problem that a lot of relationships have. Okay. OP is 25 and her boyfriend is 26. I got really wasted and spoiled the ending to my boyfriend's favorite show because I thought he forgot my birthday. Nope, he remembered and I just acted like a huge dick. What can I do? Oh, no. And by a problem, I mean communication. Yeah. Rainbow Spongebob meme. Communication. Communication. Yes. So yesterday was my 25th birthday and I spent the first 17 hours of it completely sober. Okay. Congrats. I would hope so because the first few hours you'd be asleep, right? <laughs> Let's see. 17 hours. That'll take you to 5 p.m. So. Okay. Great. Like that's that's about when you want to start drinking. Good job. Mm -hmm. You don't really want to start drinking. In the There's whole songs yeah. about it. <laughs> I woke up next to my boyfriend. No happy birthday? We've been together for five years. He celebrated five birthdays with me. I was like, okay, maybe he has a sleepy brain and hasn't clocked it yet. This was at seven, maybe? I said I was going to go run some errands at nine, but I really just drove around for an hour because, hello, <laughs> my what? boyfriend didn't tell me happy birthday. So he went to work at 12 and even called me during his break time to talk about life. I was thinking, what the fuck, the whole entire time. It's my 25th birthday and not even a simple happy birthday text? At five, I was just like, fuck it, and started drinking with my best friend. Oh my god. We got too shit-faced, like I don't even remember half the night, and I still have a throbbing headache. My friend Ubered home, and my boyfriend came back at nine-ish. Honestly, I was just rambling, and like I said, I don't remember most of the shit I said. What I did end it off with was spoiling Breaking Bad. <laughs> I went from <laughs> rambling about my birthday to talking about Breaking Bad? I don't even know where those two connect. I feel so bad right now, words can't describe it. Like, why would I do that? I think I was pissed he was smirking? 
Once I did that, his smirk went away. He pulled up our conversation from like when I was 21 and when I wanted my 25th birthday to mimic this TV movie I watched when I was younger. Girl celebrates her 25th. She thinks everyone forgets, but they surprise her at the end. But with my night ending off with a car picnic watching the city lights from the hill. I went on and on about it and I can't believe he remembered that from like four years ago. Obviously, we couldn't go because I was drunk out of my mind. He had the food ready and everything. Oh my god, this poor boy. That was like the sweetest thing anyone has ever done for me and I ruined it. He actually listened. He didn't tell me he was upset, but it's pretty fucking obvious. Like, I don't know how to make it up to him. Who does that? Spoil someone's show like that? I feel so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hate people who do spoilers as like a- Revenge. Not even just revenge, just to be spiteful. Yeah. Like, I had a friend- who um, was super, super, super into into reading the Harry Potter books when we were kids. And unfortunately, when I was a kid, my big sister always got to read the books first, but my big sister is horrifically dyslexic. While I can read a Harry Potter book in a day, it used to take her about three weeks. So we used to get the books on release day, but then I would have to wait for my sister to read the book. Mm. And it was forever, like forever in not getting spoilers time is the longest time. Yeah. So my friends were all talking about it at school, the fourth one. And I was like, oh, don't say anything because I haven't read it yet. And then my friend just went, well, Cedric dies. (laughs) And I was like, why would you do that? Like when I've said specifically, please don't spoil it for me. I haven't had the chance to read it yet. So the next year, what I did was I got my own copy of Harry Potter and the, uh, what was it, Order of the Phoenix or whatever? whatever yeah, the fifth one that's is. the fifth one. Read it in a day, went to school. First thing I said to her was, yes, Sirius dies at the end and walked <laughs> off. <laughs> Bitch, I don't forget. So <laughs> that is the one and only time I've ever spoiled something for anybody. And it was utter retaliation. And I... <laughs> cannot stand anybody who takes a particular pleasure in doing that to somebody except for that one time where they deserve it the only story i have about this is that i was at the midnight release at a GameStop for um skyrim oh yeah and we were in the parking lot and this is like our college town it's like 50 percent college people and uh Someone just drove by our line and was like, Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband does that every single time we leave something that could be spoiler heavy. (laughs) Like when we walked out of the last Star Wars movie, he was like, yeah, I can't believe Snape killed Dumbledore at the end. (laughs) Just like walking past people in the line. (laughs) It's a good goof. But yeah, I just, I don't know why it sticks in my craw so much when people do that. I just think it's the pettiest form of, like, assholery that you can engage in. in. It's spoiling somebody's enjoyment of fiction just to make yourself feel better. Like, you're better than somebody else because you watched the ending. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm a bigger fan because yeah. I consumed it faster. I think it is the whole gatekeepy thing that really irritates me about it. Like, you don't already know that this happened? Oh, you must not be as as big of a fan as I am because I read it in one day or whatever. And sometimes people spoil things just because they're not thinking. Like, yeah. especially now that we we have, like, binge-watching culture where and people will just post memes or, like, gifts from the show and not even think that people haven't seen it. That was one of the things that was annoying to me about Game of Thrones. Because yeah. I stopped watching after season four because I want to read the book and I didn't want to, like ruin my enjoyment of reading the book finish the book finish the goddamn book martin um and then for like the next five years i was just systematically seeing game of thrones memes just everywhere all over my feed because people just click like on stuff and they forget that the algorithm shows you stuff that people have liked yeah so it was a worthless enterprise basically i know everything that happened to game of thrones now <laughs> yeah um, it's i i enjoy that that camaraderie like i was mentioning the dk stream a few weeks ago but that's the problem with it right is that you have to yeah. completely avoid everything i guess you could have filtered the words out but oh, a i lot did of them, if they're pictures right like you yeah can't if it's a picture that. it doesn't matter so that is obnoxious um yeah, i feel like her drunk brain was like I want to just start talking about this because I need to punish him for forgetting my birthday. Right. And that's what happened. Um, That's also pretty assholish, though. Punishing someone for forgetting something is... Especially right now. Yeah, it's... We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I can't remember birthdays. 
<laughs> we didn't even celebrate Valentine's Day, really. Like, I think we went, I mean, we got takeout. <laughs> I mean, takeout's nice. Yeah. But, like, it's a non-year. It's a non-year. <laughs> 20, 25 as well is like, eh. Yeah. I mean, after 21, it's like the the 10s, right? 30, yeah, next 40, 40, 50, 30. And that's, that's about it. And 69. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and that is 420, if you live that long. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that is, I think, more asshole-ish is the fact that she expected him expected him to say something straight away, like as soon as he woke up, and then was mad about it the whole day. Yeah, like, I, I get that some people's brains work that way. Mine definitely doesn't. I don't ruminate if I have other things to do, but I feel like maybe she didn't have other things to do. And he had to go to work, so she was just sitting there ruminating for 17 hours or whatever. And, you know, then she just started drinking, so that made it worse. People place a lot of self-worth on people remembering their birthdays, especially now, again, because of social media. Because you put your birthday in your social media and then everybody from, you know, your 29th (laughs) cousin to this guy you once met on a night out is posting happy birthday on your social media. Mm -hmm. I don't put my birthday in my social media because I can't be asked with that. Like, it's too many people. I don't give a shit. (laughs) It annoys me. Like, I get, uh, I I like that I can just be like, hey, thanks everybody for the birthday wishes. And then you don't have to respond to people individually like you would if they texted you. Yeah. But. (laughs) I just, if people remember, they remember. That's nice. If you don't, it's no big deal. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not the most important person in every single person I know's life. Like. Right. (laughs) I'm aware of that. And that's how she's behaving is like, this is the most important thing right now and ever and what you're going through isn't important to me and you didn't wish me a happy birthday you're a dick when in reality he'd been planning like the sweetest nicest thing that he'd remembered her telling her like i can understand being disappointed i can't understand being angry and uh, so here's another thing i hate so the top comments this doesn't have that many comments or at least it didn't this morning when i screenshotted it are like have makeup sex. No. Uh, and I hate that. I hate the idea of makeup sex. Like, this person says, makeup sex. I never heard any guy ever staying mad at a girlfriend who surprised them with nice undies and a willingness to shag like rabbits. No. No. <laughs> sex is not a reward. It's not yeah. a punishment. Sex is not transactional. Correct. Like, it, the only <laughs> reason that you should be withholding sex from your partner is if there's a, a birth control issue. Like... I saw another post that was like, my partner refuses to wear condoms or get a vasectomy, even though Ugh, I can't yeah. be on birth control. Like that, in that case, yes. Like he needs to take responsibility. Otherwise he doesn't get to have sex. But like sex is a reward. It's so normalized. I've heard people in real life like talk about this. Like, oh yeah, just say a, say you're sorry for an unrelated thing with sex. And it's like, no, women aren't the gatekeepers of sex. Sex is the thing you do with someone, not to someone. And also, you need to communicate. Yeah, you're right. The whole thing is about communication. She needs to talk to him about why she did what she did and why she felt the way she felt. And realistically, he should have... I don't I don't know what he could have done except spoil the surprise. Yeah. Which seems like maybe he could have just texted her, Happy birthday. Sorry, we're not going to do anything today. Uh, maybe we can do something this weekend. Or maybe something. we'll do something at the weekend, and yeah. then he could have still had the surprise, right? Yes. But her reaction was just so off base for what he'd done. Yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, and and like I get you wanted it to be this like romantic thing that you've been thinking about for a long time that you've built up in your head, but in reality, romantic relationships, sometimes you need to ruin the surprise. Like if you got someone something for their birthday or Valentine's Day or whatever, and they're like, ooh, I'm going to go buy that, you kind of have to be like, I mean, I wouldn't buy anything this close to your birthday, wink. Like My husband just says, don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I always know what he's got me for birthday for Christmas. (laughs) Is I'll go, oh, I was thinking about buying X, Y, he's like, don't. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah and it's it ruins the surprise but it's practical nobody gets yeah. their feelings hurt nobody wastes any money it's at least practical. i know that we're on the same wavelength he always gets me something that i want <laughs> so yeah there you go like look on the bright side of 
it, even if it's like not the perfect thing that you wanted, you know. And he, yeah, he maybe should have hinted a little bit, but yeah, especially since he also had to work late, it looks like his boss made him stay until nine when he was supposed to come home at six. So that's just a three extra hours of her ruminating and getting drunk. Like, yeah. Personally, I don't think there should be like true, honest to God surprises in a relationship that's been going on for that long. Yeah. Like springing stuff on somebody the last minute or like, surprise, I packed all our bags, we're going away this weekend. Like, no, no, that's fucking stressful as shit. It completely takes out the agency of one person in the relationship and it can feel like steamrolling it's nice to go hey let's plan a surprise weekend so that you can block that off in your calendar and say hey i don't know where we're going but i know that i'm going for a weekend away with the person that i love and that's nice that's what i mean about no true surprises like it should be you should know that your time is blocked out and to expect something you have adult responsibilities it's not a romantic comedy where you can just like totally abandon your responsibilities fly somebody to hawaii for two weeks and everybody's cool with it yeah if you've been in a relationship for that long i really don't think you need to be pulling that surprise shit yeah but regardless she should have reacted better like they're both in the wrong but i think she is clearly more in the wrong have we talked previously about what we think the moratorium for uh no spoilers is I think we have. Uh, you said like 10 years, I ten think. 10 years. Yeah, so Breaking Bad is kind of out of that. Yeah, because it's, well, it started in 2005 and ended in 2010, I guess, or 11. Yeah, maybe. we're out. So. If he hasn't been spoiled yet, he's been living a charmed life. Yeah. Even I know what happens at the end of Breaking Bad. Although I feel like it wasn't as, I don't know. It's still a spiteful thing to do. Yeah, 2013. So not quite, but. Yeah, at, at this point, he should be expecting to hear spoilers about that. So, However. That, <laughs> she's right to feel bad. She's definitely right to feel bad because she did something spiteful. But, yes. you know, yeah. he can't be devastated. Yeah. And he should this... be devastated about the way she talked to him rather than the fact that she spoiled the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and she just, they need to talk it out. Mm-hmm. And then they could have makeup sex. But not in yeah. a... I am rewarding you for a good thing you did way in a we are strengthening our relationship way. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, that's a pet peeve of mine. I mean, not a pet peeve necessarily because it's bad and wrong for valid reasons. Sex. Like, fuck. I'm so mad when somebody's done something bad to me. I can't even think about sex. If somebody was like, oh, let's have makeup sex to forget about the argument, I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that whole trope of like, <laughs> We're fighting, and now we're having sex. Like, no. no. We're fighting, and I'm upset. (laughs) Like, that's not a turn-on. I'm drier than the Sahara right now. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Talk to your partner. All right. This next one is also relationship advice, and it Mm. is very fun. But you're going to get bad. Oh, no. Uh, OP's 27. Her boyfriend is 26, and his wife is 25. What? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Parks and Rec? I have seen parks, some parks and recreation, not all of this it. This is so. my boyfriend, and this is his girlfriend. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Uh, I know the title sounds weird, but please read the whole post before judging. Wait, what's the title? We didn't do the title. Oh, sorry. My boyfriend is falling in love with his wife, and I don't know what to do. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sad. Uh, we've been together for eight years. Our relationship has been almost perfect, and I love him more than anything. Unfortunately, his family hate me and made it clear that they would disown him if he ever married me. My boyfriend is very close to his family, so I accepted it would never happen, especially since their dislike was my own fault. I said and did some things early on in our relationship, which I wish I could undo. Three years ago, his dad told him he wanted him to marry this girl, who I will refer to as Juliet. Neither of us comes from a culture where arranged marriages are normal, although in his family there have been a few cases in the past where marriages have occurred for strategic slash business purposes. Oh, gross. So we were both shocked and angry at his suggestion. My boyfriend immediately refused, but eventually, his dad said something that convinced him to at least meet her. To cut a long story short, they got married two and a half years ago. I didn't go to the wedding, but it was everything I had always wanted, and it hurt seeing him marry another woman. Before they got married, my boyfriend told her all about me and explained he didn't plan to break up with me even if they got married. She was fine with it, as she didn't want to marry my boyfriend either, but was being forced to by her uncle. What on earth is 
this? All three of us met up a few times to figure out what things would look like after they got married. Hey, communication. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. But still, Jesus Christ. My boyfriend and I started keeping our ongoing relationship a secret from his family and our friends because we knew there would be a lot of pushback from everyone. This meant I had to move out of our shared home and had to go back to the job I had given up two years prior. Fucking hell. I was willing to do all of this because I loved him, and he continued to be the perfect boyfriend to me. He spent all of his free time with me, but he went home to another woman. A year after they got married, his family started questioning why she was still so shy and skittish around my boyfriend. After discussing it, my boyfriend and I agreed he should spend some time with her so they could at least become friends so his family would get off his back. I think this was a huge mistake on my part. Suddenly, my boyfriend was talking about her a lot and was always worrying about her. He was going out of his way to do things to make her happy, and when I voiced my jealousy, he would justify himself by saying he thought she was depressed and that his family would be upset with him if they thought he was mistreating her. The worst part is that he had done things he wouldn't even do for me, even though I'm the one he claims to love, for her. He has also started canceling on me if he thinks she's been alone for too long, or if she asks him for help with something, usually with very little warning. The thing that really convinced me that he has some feelings for her, though, was during a social gathering when another man was openly flirting with her, and he got all territorial over her. <sighs> he claims he was doing it to keep up appearances, but I've known him long enough to know he was genuinely angry slash jealous. I want to save my relationship, but I don't know what I can do at this point. He denies being in love with her and claims his feelings are just platonic, but I've seen the way he looks at and speaks about her. So what can I do? I've considered telling him I want to divorce I want him to divorce her, but I don't think he'll respond well if he thinks I'm backing him into a corner. This is so fucked up. Woo! <laughs> On every level this is fucked up. I just <sighs> There's a lot of clarification in the comments, so she says they aren't going to have kids. His wife told him from the start she wouldn't have a baby with him or sleep with him. So she she essentially doesn't want, like, he was like, you can date other women or other men if you want. And she was like, no, I don't want to have sex. Like, she doesn't want to have sex with men. Okay. There's no indication that she wants to have sex with women either, but I think it, she might be gay or asexual or something like that. And this is like a convenient arrangement for her, considering that it seems like she comes from a semi-abusive family. They both do. Yeah, for sure. The husband and the wife. God damn. They need to re-sit down and have another, another like, convention. They need to sit down and talk the three of them again and see, like, where we stand. Because it seems like Opie is getting jealous of the wife. And so they need to, like, sit down and redraw boundaries. And she needs to also deal with her jealousy issues. Because if this is the situation... She's going to have to live with this situation. I mean, yeah, there isn't... She can't tell him to get a divorce because it wasn't his decision to get married in the first place. Yeah. So her putting her foot down and saying, I want you to divorce your wife is going to be like, well, what can I do about that? Nothing. Yeah. <sighs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I was trying to figure out if she liked him back recently, so I asked her why she didn't look for a boyfriend, and she made a comment about how she didn't want to date someone because men expected sex and she didn't want to have sex with anyone. Okay. So, I mean, this is wild, but it seems like an okay arrangement. Yeah, she, I'm guessing that there's some, it's it's entirely bizarre to me that they aren't from a culture that has arranged marriages, has arranged marriages, <laughs> but this has still somehow gone through. Yeah. Like, some, for some reason, this is, this shit's been allowed to fly and now they're living with it. Yeah. Like I, there's gotta be money involved. Like he said, oh, she yeah. says business. So I think he's like, well, I don't want my family to cut me off from right. the money. So I need to uh, marry whoever they tell me to. And like, I, I think it would be better if OP moved in as long as she wasn't like, as long as she deals with her issues and isn't being a dick to the wife. Why aren't they just in a throuple situation yeah. like that that seems like it would solve a lot of issues yeah but she does still needs to deal deal with her jealousy even if that is the case yeah because if the wife already knows they're not cheating by definition because the wife knows about it and she's okay with it yeah and the the wife is never gonna have sex with the husband so why is she jealous like it's not they can't have a physical relationship because she doesn't want to have sex yeah so here's another comment that's like what's going to happen once their families start pressuring them to have kids. Mm. And OP says, considering she had a full-on panic attack when she thought he was expecting her to have sex with him on their wedding night, and the fact that she reacts badly whenever the topic of sex is brought up, I doubt that's going to happen. Unless they do IVF, which I don't have an issue with. 
there is something going on with the wife, some previous abuse or anxiety. Or maybe she just is asexual. It could, yeah. it could just be anxiety to do with that. But the way that she reacted suggests to me there's some trauma there. They need to go to Thrupple's therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like this kind of this situation can only be solved if OP goes to therapy and the husband confronts the reality of his feelings for his wife. Yeah. They need to they need to sit down together, you know, right. and, and all figure out like what's going on and like it seems like OP and the wife interact often, semi-often. Yeah. They they seem to be okay with each other. I was going to say they seem to like each other, but that I don't think that's the case. Yeah, like, yeah. They're okay with each other's existence, which, you know, the husband's getting what he wants, the OP's getting what she wants. No, like I... you just we just need to renegotiate the deal here. Yeah, and it seems like this is a good solution for the wife too because like OP says he said yes because her uncle is abusive and my boyfriend said it was obvious she was being forced to do this too and we were both worried about what would happen to her if my boyfriend refused. Right. So it seems like it's good that, you know, at least she got She's out of that in, situation. Yeah. She has yeah. some financial support and someone who is not going to pressure her to do anything. Right. So that's probably kind of the best case scenario for her it, and besides like getting away from her family, which again, it's maybe that's a thing that she needs to do like besides the thruple situation if we can't like the wife needs to maybe get away from her family and she can live a single life but if she if she's happy in this arrangement then that's good <laughs> i mean i mean this is another situation where they all need to sit down and talk to each other but also they all need to get away from these just completely controlling families yeah absolutely like they need to be independent from that because the the families are dictating the happiness of not just two people, but three people. Right. And that's not fair. Not for any amount of money, that's not fair. Yeah, if you want to keep the money, then move far away and move in together. Like, all three of you live together, move far away, right. keep up appearances, and you only see your family at Easter and Christmas. Yeah, just, I don't understand why you would allow somebody to force you to get married and then continue to interact with those people on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. Because their hold over you is absolute at that point. And if you're already unhappy, there's no way that continuing to spend time with them is going to make you happier. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is this is fucked up. Yeah, and I understand doing what you gotta do to get that family money, because it's not exactly... <laughs> <laughs> Economy is not great right now. I don't know nope. if you heard. Um, but like, it sounds like, you know, you need to make it work in a way that's healthy and everyone can be happy. You have to play the family's game, right? You just have to be a better player than them. Yeah, exactly. So they think that they've got you. They've got you by the short and curlies. But actually, you know, you can make this situation work and you have been making this situation work. You just have to renegotiate how this situation can continue to work. Yeah, and that's going to be the strategy for the long game. Some people's families are so fucked. God. I it's, It sounds like both families think that OP's boyfriend and the wife are their property. Right. So they can do whatever they want. Uh, such a medieval way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, it can work. We need to... I, I'm worried about the wife primarily. Like, hopefully... Like, she needs to have whatever situation is safest and healthiest and happiest for her. And if she's okay continuing this thing, then they should move further away for a quote-unquote job. Like, uh, I think the thing that worries me most about this is that the wife seems to have absolutely zero agency in anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, not in this relationship situation, not in this marriage situation. Like, she's just being steamrolled every every turn. And really, like, what she wants is not being considered by anybody. Yeah. Which sucks for her. Somebody needs to listen to her before she has a meltdown. Sweet. And to make sure that she feels comfortable. Because if she's, like, still acting skittish around him, like... Or, I mean, maybe not anymore mm. that they've got to know each other. But, like, she needs to... Like, she needs to know that he is, like, safe to be around. If indeed That's he the other is. reason why I think... Why I think this no-sex thing might be an abuse... Yeah. ...situation. If she's behaving skittishly around 
a guy who she lives with because she's constantly expecting that he's going to turn on her or demand sex from her. That seems like learned behavior to me. Yeah. But I'm not a therapist. <laughs> she needs she needs her own therapist at the minimum, and then they need yeah. to all have therapy together. Group therapy. Yes. Okay, well, this next one is relevant to our interests. It's another mm-hmm. relationship advice post, yes. Uh, OP is 34, and her boyfriend, yes, is 34. Okay. Contemplating leaving my relationship because his podcast is disgusting. Oh, no. (laughs) First, I'd like to start off by saying both of our husbands listen to this podcast. They do. They do. (laughs) And tell it. Like, well, at least my husband tells me when he disagrees with something that I said on the pod. Yeah, my husband listens and will discuss with me occasionally. Sometimes he's just in it for the lols. Um, But yeah. Oof. I posted recently about my long-distance producer boyfriend broadcasting our sex life on a podcast in rather Fuck. base terms. Oh no! <laughs> he apologized and said it wouldn't happen again. The podcast has now published several episodes, all of which have turned into him being both a regular speaker as well as the producer. While he stopped discussing our sex life, he has brought up other details of our relationship. On one occasion, it was sandwiched between a story about his ex and accolades about her current career and some hookup that happened before our relationship. Everyone else said shout out to dude's ex, but only unsavory or at least unflattering details about me are ever there. This last one was details of a past argument. I asked him to just stop talking about me entirely. Maybe I was just jealous? He said he would. But I am having bigger doubts right now. The more I listen to this podcast, the more turned off I am by him. He's like a totally different person on the air. To top it off, the way that others talk about women is incredibly offensive and misogynistic. I am at the point where I wouldn't, for example, even want to point my friends to his social media because links to these episodes make up most of it. I don't want to tell him how to do his work, I don't want to have an effect on the content he wants to create, but I don't want to be associated with it in any way. It's heartbreaking but I am at the point now where I'm contemplating preserving my values and convictions and walking away from this relationship entirely. Is this too rash? No. (laughs) The internet is real life. I can't even imagine airing details about my sex life. Yeah. (laughs) On a podcast. We have boundaries, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like... We just talk about other people's sex life. Yeah, we just talk about other people's sex lives, and that's fine. They're anonymous people on the internet. Who have already posted about it yes. on a on another forum, so... Yeah. <sighs> the instant I found out that one of my exes was talking to our mutual friends about our sex life, I shut that shit down. Yeah, no. It's, it's not just guy talk. It's not, like, it's, it's not acceptable. It's it's completely unacceptable. What happens in the bedroom is nobody nobody's business but you and your sexual partner slash partners. It it is not it is not your right just because you sleep with somebody to then air the details of how that goes down. Air it to the world. <sighs> Gross. That's so nasty. So the the title of the other post is Boyfriend bragged about our sex life on a podcast and is now accusing me of emotional abuse. What? Girl, he's gaslighting you. He is ignoring your boundaries and you need to go. I don't even understand why people talk about their sex lives with anybody. Yeah. I I also, okay, so if I was her and I left him, I would find it so hard not to listen to the next episode. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Just to, I would want to be like, Ooh, and uh, what's he going to say about me? But it would also 100% solidify I made the right decision. So you do have that. You have have him saying garbage shit. If you ever feel like going back to your ex, you could just listen to one of his podcast episodes and be like, well, he's an asshole. I just think talking about your sex life in a kind of social brownie points way is fucking disgusting. I, 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 I can't even, I can't. I can't articulate exactly how gross that is. It's almost like inviting your friends into your bedroom and saying, hey, watch this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it violates boundaries in that the friends feel like they can treat 
OP similarly, and also mm-hmm. it just shows how little respect they have for women in general. Like, what if you end up having kids with this guy and you have daughters? Not that you oh. should allow yourself to be treated that way, but sometimes describing that on that terms, like if it's someone else, people realize how fucked up it is as opposed to happening to them because they'll let a lot more things slide that are happening to themselves. I don't want my guy friends to be thinking about me in any sexual way at all. Yeah, no, no. So, no. Yeah, I. It's a it's a weird boundary because it's an imaginary boundary, right? It's it's a boundary of imagination. I can't control how men think about me, but I also can't allow my sexual partner to be feeding into that idea. Yeah, it's almost an invitation. It's weird. Like, everybody has intrusive thoughts. Oh, yeah. Like, whether it's about throwing your phone off of a bridge, which is my big one, or, like, you know, thoughts, like, that come into your mind about people and you're like, nope, goodbye. But it's about how you act on them and how you talk about them that really shows your character. And she's told him before not to talk like this. Right. And he essentially... Not a cent. He ignored her. Just ignored her. He 100% ignored her. So... No, like when people ignore your boundaries, that's a deal breaker immediately, no matter what that boundary is. Because what's the next thing he, he's going to ignore her about? Yeah, it's it's like, oh, I don't agree with this boundary. I can't internalize this boundary and therefore I'm not going to follow it. Like, that's his internal justification. So what's the next thing? <sighs> I, what is he? What is this podcast about? That's the other thing I want to know. So there's some quotes that she put in this other. Ooh. And it's just real bad. Like, he talks about how they're six and a half hours away from each other. And one of the stories they're talking about is the farthest they've ever driven for sex. And the boyfriend pipes in. And I thought my six hours was a lot. And the guy says, damn, you drove six hours for some pussy? That's good pussy. <laughs> like, just oh, repeating that word over and over again. Two tanks, two tanks of gas? Yeah, that's just, it's not great. And just, like, over, like, continuing on that thread for maybe another <sighs> paragraph. Gross. And then also just saying, we were just joking. No one's even going to listen <sighs> to it anyway. This is just the worst cop-out ever. Yeah. like. You should always assume that even if there's five people listening to your podcast, as is the case with us, that you should still try and be as responsible as possible. Right, I doubt that any of my mom's friends are going to listen to the podcast, but before we recorded her, I said to her, look, you know, don't name people, Um, just like any identifying information, don't give it. Um, You can say like my sister or my brother or whatever, but don't be like airing that kind of shit because... Yeah, you don't want to don't want to call people out in a public forum. After she calls him out, he accuses her of emotional abuse and then gives her the silent treatment, which is a form of which abuse. is emotional abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone commented, "Someone please point out the gaslighting." Like, yeah, each individual case in this case is a deal breaker, but there's like five of them, so bounce. She- if if there's a point in your relationship where your partner's friend talk is more important than your feelings you gotta bounce and i didn't say guy talk because you know it can happen on either side and that's often used in the whole boys will be boys garbage fuck yeah i hate that shit so much but yeah you you are not entertainment for somebody else's friends and yeah that's just not good yeah he doesn't respect you as a human being it seems like you are an object. He's objective. And neither do his friends. Yeah. If they know that he has a long distance girlfriend, obviously, but then they reduce themselves to calling her that pussy. Gross. Yeah. Fucking nasty. Don't refer to people by their genitals. I don't know why I have to say that. <laughs> why do we have to talk about this? <laughs> it's definitely not a thing we should have to talk about. Don't give people the silent treatment. Don't ignore people's boundaries. Don't talk about people like body parts. Like, that's literally objectification, and that's it. <laughs> Don't, it's not hard. It's really not difficult. Just always assume the other person you're talking about is a human being with feelings. <laughs> like, Weird. I don't I don't get why people can't do this. They're just garbage people, I guess. But. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. Well, he's trash. Dump him. I'm looking forward to a hopeful update, but she doesn't really have anything right now, so... 
Dump him. Dump him. <laughs> dump him and tell us the name of the podcast so we can <laughs> trash it. Yeah, go give it um, one stars. All right. So I have a lighter Am I the oh, Asshole yeah. post for yeah. Dead Donkey. Dead Donkey. Dead Donkey. There is an update. So we're going to get through the first one and then there's an update. Cool. Am I the Asshole for lying about my wife having fertility issues? Hmm. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My wife is trans, and we met for the first time after she fully medically and surgically transitioned. Nobody besides her family, and my sister, who found out on her own, really knows this, and she wants to keep it that way. Anyway, we both wanted to have kids young, so we adopted our little girl before the pandemic started. Because of everything that's been going on, my parents didn't really get to meet her until last week, and my sister and her husband were also there. My parents are very conservative, and they've been a bit disappointed about the fact that we adopted. Nothing really explicit, but just subtle things. After they met our daughter, though, they melted a little, because how could you not? But they still wanted to know why we adopted. I felt a bit clever saying, fertility issues, because we do have fertility issues, just not the kind my parents probably thought. My sister didn't say anything at the time, but she let loose on me later. I forgot that she has fertility issues, and she started yelling at me saying that she's been spending tens of thousands of dollars on in vitro, and how depressed it's made her, how her marriage is on the rocks, and how she's traumatized from her miscarriages. I didn't know she had had any. She told me that she trusted me with that, and that I'm immature. I told her that we technically do have fertility issues, and that she said it's different because we chose to have ours and we knew what we were getting into she said that it wasn't our issue to appropriate all of the women i dated before my wife were cis but i didn't fall in love with any of them i don't think i chose to fall in love with her so that made me pretty upset i wouldn't have felt like i was in the wrong until my sister told me that i could have just said i felt like it would be better for the world to adopt i still think it would have been met with a lot of suspicion and criticism for my parents but that would have been the easiest way to avoid anybody getting hurt, and now I've built this unnecessary rift between my sister and I. My wife says that we do have fertility issues, and she feels bad for my sister because of everything she's going through, but ultimately we have nothing to apologize for because we told the truth. I don't know what to think about all of this. Am I the asshole? Everybody sucks here. Oh. Everyone sucks here. The parents suck. The sister kind of sucks, but not as much as everybody else. Husband sucks. And I was going to say everybody except for Opie's wife sucks, but Opie's wife also now sucks based on <laughs> what she said at the end of that. You can't be going around just saying fertility issues like and and not expect that somebody else in the room is going through something that they haven't told you, like especially when the the sister knows the truth. I think OP knew about the fertility issues, but not about the miscarriages. This is what I mean. This is why it really grinds my gears when people say to me, oh, why don't you have kids yet? Because I could have had 10 miscarriages. Yeah. You don't know what someone else is going through. Right, exactly. So you can't just be, oh, we have fertility issues. Like when somebody could be having incredibly traumatic fertility issues. Sister should never have said they chose this because that's bullshit. Yeah. Parents shouldn't be pressuring them for biological children because who gives a fuck? But then Opie's wife, you should apologize. You should apologize because her feelings were really badly, her sister's feelings were really badly hurt. Really put her on, on, in the, on the spot there. Yeah. See, I went the opposite direction and no assholes here because... It's a really, really emotionally charged topic. And I think that the irrationality is is coming from everybody from fear. Like, OP is afraid of the parents disowning them, which, like, if they, you have to lie to them to keep them from disowning you. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't like that. But, like, I understand that. Boy, do I. Um, And I also understand the sister... Maybe not choosing her words so carefully because she is, you know, in that difficult position. So I think I think emotions are high and we need to cool off and have a talk. So I think I think no assholes here. I think it was rude. It was horrible what the sister said, for sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody's everybody has behaved badly in this situation, yeah. though. There's like bad reactions to things, but understandable, if that makes sense. What I hate about this story, most of all, is when he says, I felt very clever just saying fertility <laughs> issues. Bitch, that's not clever. That's... That's an extra lie to compound on another lie that you can't say to you, you can't tell the truth. And, but I told the truth. Well, really, no, you didn't. You're telling a lie of omission. And 
you know, I'm, I'm all for not outing people if they don't want to be outed because it's not your responsibility. But it's the smug way that he says, oh, I went for fertility issues when he categorically knows that his sister has been going through IVF. Yeah, so there's a top comment that kind of clarifies because OP responds to it. So they say, not the asshole. Wouldn't I felt like it would be better for the world to adopt also be judging your sister who went through IVF and miscarriages and the hope of having a biological child? You couldn't win here. That said, if you love your sister, find a way to reconcile. She's been through a lot and she lashed out in a way that was emotional and not rational. Don't waste precious time waiting for her to make the first move, even if she should. And then OP says, thank you for responding. I love my sister very much. I was the annoying little brother growing up, if you can tell. Right now, she says she doesn't want to speak to me, but I'm definitely going to be checking up on her a bit better from now on. So many people have been talking about how in vitro affects your hormones, and I definitely understand how she's traumatized from her miscarriages, so I'm really not upset with her, and I just hope we can repair things as soon as possible. I'm a little bit afraid of her saying anything about my wife to our parents, though. She was judgmental when she found out about her being trans at first, but she grew into accepting it, and I just hope she doesn't take any steps backwards as far as that goes. I would find it hard to forgive anyone who targets my wife like that. So, yeah, I just, I feel like tensions are high. <laughs> oh yeah, tensions are definitely high. I understand that striking a nerve when he said that, but... I also understand wanting to, uh, like, keep that from the parents for, yeah. like, reasons. However, I, I don't know the parents, so I don't know what the best step would be. I don't even know how, like, my own parents would react to that, like, situation. So, I don't know. I understand everybody here not re being on their best behavior because emotions are high. And when I say everybody sucks here, I don't mean, like... Everybody went into this with bad intentions. Right. I just mean, like, everybody did something bad and wrong here, and this should not have got to the level that it got to. Yeah, everybody should apologize to everybody. Yeah, OP should this apologize is a whole... to sister, vice versa. You know, like, like yeah. they need to chat. But I understand the sister wanting space, and it seems yes. like he's respecting that, and that's cool. So it seems like, like everybody has the best intentions, but you know, made some mistakes that struck nerves. All right, so the update is good. Okay. It's been about three months since the incident in the post. Our daughter is still the most precious girl in the world, and my wife was very complimented by a few of the commenters. Even though, at the end of the day, I don't think it was wrong to refer to it as fertility issues, I apologized to my sister when she cooled down anyway. Yeah, I don't think it was wrong. Insensitive, yes. Insensitive, yeah. She's been going through a lot. Sometimes things aren't about being right so much as they're about family. Thanks to everyone who told us we had nothing to apologize about, though. My sister forgave us, and we hugged it out. She even apologized about telling my wife she was appropriating issues, which honestly offended me the most. But that wasn't the end of it. My wife couldn't get rid of this nagging feeling that maybe something could go wrong again and my sister or her husband would tell my parents. So she told me she wanted to come out to them. It was a hard decision for us because I love them and I was terrified they would disown me and spread gossip about her, but what can I say? My wife owns me, lol. It's her over everyone else for me. She kept getting scared every time we agreed we were going to say something and it ended up coming out when my mom was telling my wife how much I cried when I broke my arm. She said the most she ever cried was getting a soccer ball launched into her balls. I love my <laughs> wife. She had to explain it a bit to them, and they're still a little uncomfortable, but nothing has really changed. At first, they were horrified, but they always really liked her, and I guess they couldn't just erase that, especially after she explained her situation to them. If anything, I'd say she's made them a bit more open-minded. And I actually got my sister and her husband looking into adoption. Everybody wants a daughter like ours. Anyway, thanks for the advice, everyone. I hope this update makes everybody's day a little bit brighter. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we're we're cool. Everything's good and cool. Fixed everything that I had a problem with. <laughs> exactly. In that, in that previous post, <laughs> including, you know, the, the lie of omission. And, and again, I don't think anybody should come out unless they're completely comfortable. I think having that hanging over their heads was like the big reason, you know, and that's that wound up being a good decision. Yes. But you can never know 100% until you actually do it. Yeah. Uh, the top comment is the best thing ever. I'm imagining her on the soccer field vowing, never again. OP <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, I almost lost my shit laughing at this. And then I showed my wife, who also lost her shit laughing at this. Thanks for making her day. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So we talked. 
you know, we, they apologize. They both apologize to each other. And sometimes that's what you need to do. Like, yes, even if I like how OP says, like, I didn't think it was wrong, but I shouldn't have said it. Like it's still, and that's the thing about am I the asshole sometimes. It's like you can be quote unquote right in the situation, but still need to like apologize and understand and empathize with someone who, you know, had emotions to the things that you said. Like it's not about winning the situation, which I guess is all about what am I the asshole is, but sometimes you gotta humble yourself to make the peace. (sighs) so that's nice yeah happy ending yeah what do we do with this (laughs) uh we learn that what's our lesson of the day communication communication that's our our lesson of the day that was that was our learning objective yeah (laughs) i'm glad that the parents like obviously you should never offer up a, a minority person as like the sacrificial lamb right be like and i am going to make the cis people understand the trans plight (laughs) but i'm glad it worked out that way like that's i guess the best way and unfortunately it seems like that is a lot of like the way to get people to really empathize with certain people is that you have to get to know them first right and then like explain the difficulties that you had and all that like it seems like she really explained I mean, she says she explained her situation to them. So it seems like she might have explained, like, this is what I was going through and why I decided to transition. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, obviously, these are like her in-laws. So it's not like she's just being forced to explain her situation to every stranger on the street who expresses transphobia. But it's nice that she was able to do so and they reacted positively. Yeah, that's good. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I breathe. Yeah. It was a good day. <laughs> we everything's fine. Everything is okay. Communicate. Or in some cases just break up with them because it's not worth it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not worth the communication. They're not listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my subreddit shout out of the day is our auntie network. Auntie, auntie, however you want to pronounce it. Um, it is a network established throughout the United States to help provide assistance in a handful of ways to nieces and nephews who are looking to get abortions. Hmm. It's really awesome. You can join it and, you know, ask for help or you can join it and um, offer help to someone like rides and um, like someone to walk you to the clinic are needed also funds are needed they have a fund to you know help pay for people's abortions who need them if they can't afford them awesome it is very good and i signed up for it but i live in california so everybody has pretty okay access also you can donate to the national abortion fund and that will help people across the country get access to abortions hooray yay Okay, I'm going to go snuggle with the cat, probably. That sounds nice. (laughs) That high-stress situation. Hell yeah. Uh, Don't forget to tell us where you can find us on Twitter. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay. Uh, You can send us your favorite non-misogynistic podcasts, besides our own podcast, (laughs) (laughs) at are the letter U the word serious pod on Twitter. Or are the letter U the word seriouspod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Esme underscore C underscore knows, as in knows lots of things. Please don't send me information about your sex life. I actually don't give a shit. (laughs) And you can find us on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast. As we speak, which is going to be like late, all the brackets are up and open. So um, for Asshole of the Year and Hero of the Year. So you can see the results at this point. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully you managed to get your vote in before it closed. Otherwise, there's always next year. There is always next year. There's always assholes to go around. Yes. <laughs> Plenty of assholes to go around. No shortage of them. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to go. I have falafel. Ooh. <laughs> Nice. I'm going to go for a run because I had waffles for breakfast. You're a better person than me. (laughs) Well, it's supposed to rain here, so we got to get the run in before it starts raining. I'm still a better person than me. (laughs) 